0: Every youngster here on the Michigan team the strength of the day that he someday would play on a championship team and come to the Rose Bowl and play in the granddaddy of them all. So Craig, you were uh, pretty spot on over the weekend. You sent out a prediction basically saying that you expected Michigan to come out flat and... Other than that first drive and that nice play from Wilton Spade to Kakoa Crawford for for six early on there, Michigan played very, very flat. Tell me tell me a little bit of why you thought that and and kind of your thoughts on, on it actually happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm never wrong. My wife can tell you that firsthand. Um, no, obviously kidding. But I just, I don't know, I went with my gut on that, and I, I looked at who Michigan has. A lot of young guys, a lot of guys that haven't started, obviously. And I just thought about my first time in the big house as a fan and the butterflies that I got and just thought, man, if I was putting on the pads, I would probably be pretty nervous. And so that's, that's kind of what I expected out of Michigan. And I didn't get to watch a lot of the game. I saw bits and pieces. I listened to a lot of it on the radio. Um, they looked good, Not, I guess not early. They kind of came out flat, but then they had a little spark there with the pick six and the deep ball um, and then the rest of the first half was pretty flat. Um, I don't know, I, I, I guess I just as easily as I was right, I
0: could have been wrong. Absolutely, and we talked about that uh, today and how I was telling you how last year, I would maybe guess like a 30 to 15 or 14 victory and Michigan would come out and hang 60 on the team. And so kind of, kind of more of a pessimistic approach, but I expected Michigan to score early and often this weekend. I was disappointed that they came out flat and, and struggled. It was really kind of a wake-up call, almost a humbling. Uh, you beat a Florida team pretty bad, even though the score didn't show it. Uh, again, you erase those two pick sixes, and, and you beat the team 33-3, to and people are talking about how Michigan's not young, or they're young, but it doesn't matter. And, and the team looked very, very young. Uh, against Cincinnati. And, and obviously a, a, a win is still important. They win by 22 points and it wasn't really ever close, uh, especially after the after Cincinnati scored their last touchdown there uh, to bring it within a possession. Michigan kind of took off and never really looked back. And so I was very wrong with my prediction. I thought it'd be a game where Cincinnati didn't even find the end zone. And for a second there, coming out of the third quarter, uh, Cincinnati rolled on that drive. Uh, and and scored pretty quickly and and then obviously Michigan responded so I mean looking at the game as a whole and maybe comparing it to the Florida game what do you feel is uh, where's Michigan at are they the the team that came out against Cincinnati or or do you think that they can still be as dominant as they were in many aspects against Florida and it will just take a a couple of more games to to return to that
1: well defensively I don't know that they really let off the gas at all I think they had a a pretty strong defensive day again and I think that that's going to be the tale of the season Um, I don't know you know you and I have talked about it I don't know that Michigan's offense is is really any good Uh, they obviously have some some good players but when you're led by a guy like Wilton Spate who right now is not gonna light up the scoreboard by any means it's tough to to put a lot of faith in the offense Um, I think that the offense just needs to take care of the ball, um, run some clock, give the defense a break. If they can do that, this Michigan team could be unstoppable. Um, If they can keep pounding the ball, Ty Isaac has looked really good through two games. If Chris Evans can come on and Karon Higdon can come on a little bit more, um, I think that combined they only had something like nine carries. If If they can get involved in the game a little bit more and take some of the pressure off Wilton Spate. I think that the Michigan offense can roll. Well, Jim Harbaugh has, has gone to bat for, for Wilton Spate. Obviously, we talked about this
0: before. We, we both see the media. Obviously, the questions and the, and the pressers are uh, kind of about Wilton Spate and his performances. And He's admitted to being a little bit sloppy and, and, and making mistakes. Now, eliminated the, the interceptions this week, which is good. He did fumble it twice. Uh, one was lost on a, on a jet sweep to Kokoa Crawford. So, again, eliminating those mistakes will help the offense tremendously because it will kill the drive. Uh, And Michigan hasn't played in a game yet. Uh, Maybe it will be this weekend against Air Force, but they haven't played in a game where they can really afford to make mistakes. Uh, Now, they've been okay in the the first two weeks, uh, but at some point there's going to be a a game on the schedule where whether it's a Penn State uh, or a team that's maybe not as competitive as Penn State that just is playing lights out that day, someone is going to test the Wolverines more so than they've been tested. And so eliminating those mistakes will be key. I'd also say making those throws that Spate still seems to be unable to, unable to make. He's sailing the ball still. Uh, he's, he's throwing it low. He's throwing it short. Again, eliminating the interceptions is huge for him. I think that's going to be a confidence uh, builder going on to next week in what could be a tune-up game. But overall, the offense is really the only thing that's still a step behind. Uh, I think it's funny we talked about Donovan Peoples-Jones and and kind of uh... him being kind of erratic back there well Grant Perry is now in for him returning punts and I don't know if that was just for that game uh... and 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 maybe we'll see who comes out against Air Force but obviously a decision was made to to relieve uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones of that duty so they're still figuring things out it's it's an early season Uh, at least we're talking about two wins compared to to two losses or, or one loss so I mean, if you look at the Florida game, you look at the Cincinnati game, you're right. The defense is the one thing that has been very consistent. I think they performed better in Week 1 than Week 2, but
1: going forward, you're, you sound pretty confident in, in what the defense brings. Yeah, absolutely, and just real fast, I think Michigan is right where I kind of expected them to be at this point in the season. Maybe the defense is a little bit stronger than I was expecting, um, but as far as the offense, I, I expected them to struggle... Often um, and early, and I I don't think these next two games are really going to be much different. I don't see them lighting up the scoreboard against Air Force or Purdue, Um, maybe more so in the Purdue game, but I still see them struggling a little bit these next two games, and maybe not until the Michigan State game do they finally start clicking a little bit, and hopefully as they get into the Big Ten season a little bit more, the offense really figures it out. But, yeah, I think the defense has, has really carried them. And the more that Michigan can take care of the ball and and give their defense a rest, the better. I say that
0: when I look at the two weeks, I would expect Florida's dominating performance, again, minus the mistakes, to, to be in week two against Cincinnati. I didn't predict a close game in either week, but I would have expected Florida to be a little bit more competitive throughout the entire contest. And then I, I honestly expected Michigan to come out and, and just slaughter Cincinnati. And and I think I'll still predict that for for next week. At some point, things are going to click for Wilton Spade It's going to be great for his confidence and and the fans who aren't able to rally behind him being the starting quarterback. I mean, it's pretty simple. He he is the guy. Jim Harbaugh has has assured us that he's the guy, and so hopefully the the critics will quiet down just a little bit. Obviously, a good performance from him uh, will help that. But I expected the season to start a little bit slower because of the youth. I expected him to come out in Cincinnati and and. Proved some of the things that they weren't able to handle in week one, and then I expected Air Force and Purdue to be uh, games where they handled both of those teams with ease. So we'll see moving forward uh, what team steps out in the field this Saturday. But you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy with two wins. You you have two victories. Uh, you're a team that's now number seven in the country. Uh, so you're a top ten team. You have an Ohio State lose pretty badly to an Oklahoma State over the weekend, and so now even Ohio State you're your biggest and most bitter rival uh, sits behind you in the pole. So that's something to to, to almost celebrate and you, you haven't lost. And and that's the most important thing as the season goes on is continuing to win football games. But at some point, uh, stepping up and becoming the team that uh, that people and in, in yourselves expect you to be will be of the utmost importance. If you, if you have one thing you could pick out that you really loved beyond the defense and, and maybe beyond Ty Isaac, uh, what would it be that you saw against Cincinnati that you you can uh, look forward to seeing more of
1: well maybe a combination of both of the the games that Michigan's played this year has been the tight end play Uh, losing Jake Butt last year or this year is obviously a big blow Um, and it's kind of been a question of who's going to step into that role and Michigan's played I think five different tight ends so far this year Uh, it was good to see Zach Gentry get a couple catches on Saturday and he had that one long one Um, it's just been nice to see them get kind of a mixture of guys in there because I think with the playmakers that they have on the outside um, with Black and even Crawford we're gonna need somebody in the middle for those shorter crossing routes uh, that Wilton Spate seems to to really be good at that kinda seems to be his bread and butter and so if we can have more than one or two guys that can run those routes and catch the balls and make a play afterwards, the better.
0: Yeah, I don't know who that's on, or maybe it's just the fact that a lot of those guys at the tight end spot are, are unproven, but that's one of the things I noticed in both weeks as well is, is where where did that go? When you have a, a reliable player like Jake Butt, obviously a fascinating tight end for Michigan, uh, you expect him to see the ball once a possession, if not more. Or at least be targeted. It's worked so far for for uh, Michigan, even with the the guys who don't have a ton of experience. And I think that that is one of the things that Wilton Spate uh, really succeeds with is is throwing to the, checking down to the tight ends, almost like a safety valve. There might not be someone as talented as Jake Butt on the roster right now, but finding that guy who can replace him, or finding multiple guys to replace him, obviously is going to be important. Uh, The Zach Gentry throw was was cool. He had had two catches, the 36-yarder let him show off his wheels, and his playmaking ability, obviously, once hoped to be a a starting quarterback, uh, now in a different role. But I think continuing to use the tight ends uh, will be a very positive thing for Wilton Spade's game, and I think it also uh, lets uh, the receivers open up a little bit because you have to... A linebacker is going to have to focus on the tight ends, and, and that will allow for some one-on-one coverage in the secondary and allow a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones or, or Grant Perry or Tariq Black, or Koba Crawford to, to do more. And anything to help Wilton Spay at this point is obviously going to be huge. So we look forward to, to Saturday because Wilton Spade, again, has another opportunity. And at this point, he's, he's playing against himself. He, he's made some mistakes in both games, uh, and there's some plays that he could have made. Uh, and I think for him to, to step up and have a really good game will be both good for him, obviously good for the team, and, and then importantly, uh, obviously the fans will, will maybe shout up. I'm, I'm sick of seeing him, Craig. I don't know about you, but I hate the critics when it's very clear now, and Jim Harbaugh's made it clear two weeks in a row that, that Wilton Spate's the starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I've been a, a Wilton Spate supporter for a while. I, I liked him right out of high school. I thought he was going to be... The next big thing, and maybe part of that was because of where Michigan's quarterback play was at when he was recruited, um, man, he's he's really kind of making me look dumb to the people that I'm arguing with. But at the same time, I'm not going to dog on this guy. He's still a college kid. He's still, he's still learning. He's in his second year. Um, I've said to you, Michigan's not going to be the offense this year that's just going to go out and light up the scoreboard, at least right away. Uh, maybe by by the end of the season, by the Wisconsin game, Ohio State, maybe they're doing that. But right now, that's not who they are. Um, last year, they had a ton of experience, a ton of a ton of depth, and this year they don't have that experience. When you lose a guy like Amara Darbo or Ju Chesson or, or Jake Butt or all three of them at the same time, um, there's a lot to figure out. There were a lot of plays last year that that weren't designed plays that just kind of fell apart. That Spate had to just either scramble a little bit and toss it out there, or receivers had to to change their route to get open, um, and I don't know that the the pass catchers are doing that quite yet this year, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. I just hope that we can kind of ride this out until we get to that point, because I think Michigan's offense will be good at some point this year, but right now they, they just really aren't looking good, and I've said it in this podcast that Uh, They just need to take care of the ball and run some clock and give the defense a blow. And I think that that, that's going to be more true this weekend than it has been in the past two games because Air Force likes to run that triple option. They like to run the ball. Um, They're going to control the clock a little bit more than the other two teams. And if Michigan's defense can't string together some stops, they could be out there for quite a while. And if Michigan comes out and turns the ball over right away, that's going to get old real fast with the defense. Yeah, I think the mentality just definitely has to be win and improve on
0: things little by little as the season goes on, hoping that all players on the roster find a way to improve. Uh, It's fun to watch Michigan come out and and blitz teams and and, and put up 50 points and, and have it be no contest, two possessions into the game, but that's not really the mentality they need to have. They just need to come out and and fix some of the the, the key areas, uh, move forward, and continue to win football games, putting them in a better position. Well, that's all we have uh, for this early week's podcast on Divine Intervention on Wolverine Sounds. Thanks for joining us, and we'll we'll catch you later in the week with some uh, preview of the Michigan Air Force game. Go Blue!